This podcast is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network, and it's also proud to be from Texas. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Oh boy, we are pilgrims in an unholy land. Don't say that! Never say that! Goonies never say die! <laughs> <laughs> Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? This is the 2BT, 2BT podcast. Daddy, Dave, and Steve are awesome. Yeah, and that was uh, the weekend we recorded your place the day before. Yeah. We recorded there at your house the day before. That's right. And then we went to the Gainesville thing, and that was the last time I saw you. That was, what, like a month ago or something? Pretty close to it, at least. At least. Yeah. Sorry, I'm still trying to get things adjusted uh, here on the table. Last week, you were at a... I had the tattoo expo last weekend that I was working. That was a thing of Daniel's. And that was that was fun, but man, I was, like I was working, <clears throat> and then I had that tattoo expo last weekend. Then all like that good stuff. So it was it was fun, but good lord, man, you what want to talk you, about tired? What do you do at a tattoo? What's a tattoo expo? It's Is it uh, like they show off their art and try to get customers, or that's I mean that's basically it. Here, take that mic. Turn uh, a little bit towards you there. That's see, so long. I don't even better. know how to talk. <laughs> right. this, what is this thing in my face, Dave? Oh. <laughs> that sounds kind of bad. Uh, <laughs> it always, God, man, it always is with you. Yeah, <sighs> I can't help it. I'm a bad person like that. Hey, everybody, welcome to Two BT. We've all uh, we've already been recording. I, as soon as I sit down, I hit record. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't know that always recording. Yeah, always recording, especially with me, dude. Because I'm just gonna hit record as soon as I sit down. That is if I already have it open, but I already had everything all set up and ready to roll and ready to go because I was excited, dude. I was like, oh, my God, man, I hadn't seen you in like a month. Yeah. And uh I've gotten used to seeing you almost on a weekly basis here for like the past almost two years. We're coming up on two years, dude. Golly. So we're, we're almost a... Uh... Should be hundred episodes. Yeah, we did like ninety something. I can guarantee you, we're probably past a hundred with like the extras and stuff mm. like that that we've put out before. But yeah, last well, okay. Last week you were busy. Yeah, that, the previous yeah. weekend had been my anniversary weekend, and we went down to Galveston. Um, of course, because that's where we go. Andy had a birthday in there, and I had a birthday in there, but everybody was sick. So that weekend before that was because of my birthday was the tenth. Yeah. And that was like on a Tuesday, but everybody was sick that Sunday, Saturday. So I was just like, okay. Yeah. And then I got sick. Yeah. It lasted two weeks. And yeah. And then the weekend before that, I guess, was the last time that we recorded. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then we went, to, we went to uh, Gainesville. Yeah. Went to Gainesville. We had the little runaround thing with Adam. And it's funny because he keeps saying, Hey guys, let me, thanks for letting me crash your time. And it's like, you didn't crash, dude. I, I asked you if you wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. You didn't invite yourself. I asked you if you wanted to go because I thought you'd be interested in going anyways. Well, I was glad he enjoyed it because it's one of those, it's like, you tell somebody about some place that you think is kind of cool, but yeah. then your apprehensive is like, 
They're just uh, going to think this stinks. Well, it's, it's the same thing as the one there in Denton. So now we got to get you and go to the one in Denton at some point. Oh, yeah, time. I love I've been that place. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, because he and I do the same thing. We go to that one there in Denton and basically do the same thing that we did there. Just walk around. Oh, yeah, just walk around and look, see. I always look to see what type of Star Wars stuff I can find. I just call it treasure hunting. You found some really cool things. I found though. some really cool Star Wars soap bottles, man. They were, they're vintage. Well, there's I just dropped one, obviously. And they're very tough because you just dropped a later <laughs> on his head. <laughs> right. And I, don't, I remember these. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're the, they're the vintage, uh, Star Wars, and it was Bubble Bath and stuff like that that was in them. You've got Darth Vader. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, Chewbacca's head comes off. He doesn't have the little knob on the inside that is actually that a like sign? screws it. Is that a sign for the movie coming up? Cause I, <laughs> I heard a bad thing. Oh, really? There's like, why does C3PO have Chewbacca's mandolier and stuff? And, and, and his bowcaster? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I think. I don't know. Like I've I've seen pictures, and I watched this thing the other day because they were going over Triple Force Friday is next Friday, so it's going to be like the toy releases for uh, the Rise of Skywalker, the Mandalorian, and uh, <clears throat> something else. I can't remember exactly what it is, but anyways, the so they're deeming it Triple Force Friday, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they, uh, Hasbro had like a special and it was hosted by Warwick Davis and it was on, they live streamed it to YouTube and they were basically just giving these toys to the actors from, uh, well, I don't guess it was just Hasbro. I think it might have just been Lucasfilm because there's Funko mixed in there and all like this good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, and they, uh, live streamed it on YouTube. I guess it was on Thursday last or this, just this past week or whatnot. And it's still on there because I was at work whenever it happened. So I got home and, you know, played it on my TV and watched it on my TV after I got home. So it's kind of neat. It just was like showcasing all the toys from Rise of Skywalker and, and, uh, the Mandalorian, but that was really it. So I don't know where the triple part is coming from. Triple huh. Force Friday, because I didn't see anything else, but the, you know, they showed the Lego, uh, they showed the C3PO and like, the C-3PO, the Black Series Hasbro C-3PO is actually going to come with Chewbacca's Bandolier and Bowcaster. And so I'm guessing that what happens is he gets a, like, upgrade or something like that. And your hope, your hope. I'm, uh, I'm guessing that's the whole reason for the purple or sorry, the red eyes. And it looks like his arm actually might have, whoops, I just elbowed the, the shelf. Looks like his arm might have, like, studs on it or something like that like spikes or something i don't know it's just kind of like what the hell like c-3po is not a warrior man c-3po is a protocol droid he he's not the the dude that goes out and fights he was always the coward whereas r2 was like the brains of the two and brave yeah and brave and so it's like if you're gonna do that that's what r2 is for man you know he was a dude that would run up and shock one of the ewoks or start you know searching for data in the in the port or whatnot and get shocked or whatever you know unless uh they did some kind of software upgrade yeah and see i think that's what it is because he comes with some other extra little figure the the c-3po does i don't really exactly know what it is i think anthony daniels said something was like he's like a little droid builder type thing or something like that or Uh, whatever i don't know so interesting yeah but we're gonna get to we're gonna get to some more Rise of Skywalker here in just a second. I wanted to show you a few things real quick that okay. I've that I've that I've acquired over the past couple of weeks. Let's get to it. 
So I did get this. I wound up having to go to eBay on it, and I didn't check the listing well enough. I always read your descriptions because this one kind of disappointed me. Actually, I've just had like a big issue with this figure so far. I had to go to eBay because I'm a member of Hasbro Pulse, and I got I actually took a day off on a Monday to be able to get this figure, and I didn't get to get it. Was that you or was that me? I was going to mute mine, but I think that might have been. I don't know. I'm not sure. That nah, doesn't matter. I'm not too worried about it. But uh. Anyways, I took actually took a day off to get this figure, right? Because Hasbro Pulse, since I'm a Pulse member and all like this type of stuff, had early access to get this 40th anniversary Empire Strikes Back Boba Fett that's in the Kenner colors. Mm-hmm. That's, I, that's like it just got me because it's uh, in the in done in the vintage uh, Kenner Boba Fett colors. So I was like, oh my god, I gotta have that. Um, so I took the day off and it sold out in like. 10 seconds. It was absolutely, <laughs> you're good. Was that, was it your ringer going off? Yeah. I didn't even hear it. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. I just saw you like reach down to the table and like go like crazy for a second. I was like, nah, you're good, don't man. Make, please don't it's live, dude. It happens, man. Uh, I, I'd keep my phone on silent just because I get sick and tired of hearing it go off. Mm-hmm. And so this way I also have an excuse to be like, well, my phone was on silent. So. Uh, that's why it took me six hours to text you back or <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, so uh, it sold out in like, seriously, like 10 seconds, which was a bunch of crap. And then, so it was going to sell on Tuesday and it sold out before I could get one on that day. Also, it's, it's almost seemed pointless to me to be a member of Hasbro Pulse and just kind of like pissed me off. Uh, so I had to go to eBay to get it. I'm not going to tell you what I spent on it because it even aggravates me. Well, I didn't read the description well enough, and it's got a uh, crack in the bubble there. So it's like, but it's in the description, so I've got I'm stuck with it. This is the second one I've bought because the first one I bought, the dude had it, had the picture of it. It's all nice and pristine. I get it, and it's all sorts of jacked up. Oh, really? And well, the, the this. Ugh. I hate going to sleaze bay. I call eBay sleaze bay just because everybody on it seems to be so sleazy, man. Like they'll post pictures of like this, but then whenever you get it, it's all sorts of wrecked. It's like they're taking the like official website for whoever made it and take their picture and post it. Basically, basically. And, and so I I messaged the guy and I said, Hey man, this arrived to me damaged, blah, 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 blah. Um, is this the actual, I don't think this is the actual picture of the figure that you sent me. I think you, sent me a different figure because it's not, looks nothing like the one in a picture. And he goes, well, blah, blah, sent me some really kind of hateful email, which is fine because I was kind of a jerk also. But the fact is that whenever he shipped it, it was in the box and it had the airbags, like the big fat airbags for the packing material. Yeah. The airbags already had holes ripped in them. Uh-huh. So the, the, this is what makes me think that it was actually damaged before he sent it to me because the holes, the, the airbags that were used as packing already had holes ripped in them and they were basically nothing but trash. You, he basically threw trash in there yeah. to be, but there was nothing else. So it's, it wasn't like it was a whole lot of them. It was like one cover of them. So of course, whenever I get it, it's all wrecked, all sorts of jacked up. And yet yeah, he was still yeah. trying to charge full price for it, thinking that somebody wouldn't try to return it. Of course, I tried to return it and blah, 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 blah. So there's that one. I don't know if you want to take a gander at it I'm or I'm scared to touch it now after <laughs> you have some cotton gloves for me to. <laughs> no, you're good. That one's really cool. That's a nice figure. It is, man. It's very cool. What is it about Boba Fett? I don't know, man. I think it's just the, cause he doesn't really get a, like a big, 
time in the movie. I think he's only in the movies for like 17 seconds or something mm-hmm. like that. I mm-hmm. think somebody's actually gone and done all the calculations. Like it's under two minutes on how long he's in the actual movies for. And it's just, it's, I think just the biggest drive is, is his costume. It's so he's cool. mysterious. Yeah. It's just so cool looking, man. That costume is so cool looking. And most of it is the helmet. Just the helmet itself is just really freaking bad. A dude. It's just neat. Yeah, it's beautiful. And then I got this as well. Oh, man. Which was one that I was really wanting. And it was kind of funny. Oh, that's kind of funny because it's not awesome, as, man. It's not as sought after. That one's like, that one's like, kind of like, you can still get that one. And it's the, uh, three pack, uh, Star Wars special action figure set. It's in the vintage style packaging. And what is it? It's the Luke Skywalker Jedi Destiny set. Jedi Destiny set. Luke yeah. Skywalker rose from humble beginnings to become one of the greatest Jedi the galaxy has ever known. And it begins with Stormtrooper disguise with an X-Wing pilot and then uh, Jedi Knight. Yeah. They need a fourth one, though. I know, right? So For old man... I know. Grumpy old man, Luke. I, yeah, dude, I agree. I always thought it was kind of funny because it's like, uh, it's, it says, where's it at on here? It's, uh, give me just a second. It says something about, uh, uh, where's it at? Good grief. It says something about that it's, uh, three figures and like six, <clears throat> uh, where's it at? Oh, it includes three figures and six accessories. And it's like, I look at the accessories and I'm like, there's one, two, three, four, but it's counting the helmets as accessories. I'm like, well, helmets is part of the costume. So can you count helmets as accessories? Anyways, it's a really cool set. It's kind of in that like foil, really high gloss, almost, uh, 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 holographic look. It's very cool. Very awesome set. I was really, really happy with that. And then one other thing I got. Oh, where'd it go? There it is. I think you're going to dig the devil out of this one. Oh, yeah. Check that out, dude. I found that at Recycled Books and Records. And that's a good, that's one's in really good shape. I had this book. I have this book. Oh, you do? I think I do. I've got all the Star Wars books. Every time I find one. Yeah. This is one of those things. Adam is doing a documentary about collecting. One of the things I collect is if I see an old edition of a star wars book yeah i get it i, I do that for eat like i when i was in galveston went to this bookstore and there was an et yeah i already had an et one that has the the artwork for the for the actual film on it novelization of et yeah but this one was like like the the first before that it had a different <clears throat> cover that didn't even have like they put the book out maybe before the movie oh they didn't cool. have any artwork or photos in it Really? Movie. That's so awesome. Like, oh, should I spend this dollar on this? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I have to because it's that weird urge to the collecting. Just thing to have it. Oh God, yeah. I've been thinking a lot about since since Adam started working on this project that he's. Yeah. I'm really excited for him to be doing it because I want to see where, oh, yeah. what he gets out of it. Because why do I mean you? You are a very focused collector. Yeah. I'm a very random collector. Like I collect old novelization. I have like Outlaw Josie Wales. Yeah. All these old movie books, like 
like this one you you just showed me, which is that's a beautiful one. Just go ahead and hold on to that. Happy birthday this year! Oh man, I picked that up for you. I actually did. This is a <clears throat> really good shape. And yeah, it's, it's definitely. In, uh, uh, see, I don't think I have I, this covered. My sister yeah, had this. That's covered. why I pulled the the receipt out of it because I didn't want you to see how much I paid for it because it was it was only a dollar twenty five. Yeah, two twenty five back then. Yeah, we had this book. I remember you having that book, and I couldn't remember if you still had it. Or I not. don't have this exact. Okay. However, I've got yeah. another paperback version. Yeah. Which this is really special to me because I don't know what happened to the, to the one I had. So I this think is you, perfect. I think, I think you loaned it to me and I think I destroyed it. That's I probably, think that's what happened. That's kind of what happens with lots of stuff. <laughs> right. But, but seriously, thanks, man. I was, yeah, I was at, I was at Recycle Books and Records there in Denton and I saw that and I was like, Oh my God. And it didn't have a prize tag on it. So I took it up to the front desk and they're like, a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really just a dollar. So, but, but I had actually picked that up because I saw it and I was like, I've got to get this for Michael just because I wasn't sure if you had that one well, in your collection uh, or not. No, I need it and I'll treasure it. And that's the weird thing yeah. about, well, see, I, I don't I, have to have this. Yeah. No, why? Because last Christmas or Christmas before an uncle of my wife. Yeah. Gave me a leather bound collection of the original three books oh cool in one oh, volume that's right. yeah yeah you know, it looks like r2d2's you know coloration on the yeah so i have that yeah but i, but I have gotta, to have this too well, it's just like me with the movies like i've got the movies but i want the vhs copies i want the blue i want the laser discs i want the blu-ray i want the dvds they even have this uh what was it called it was like a video disc something or other it almost looks like a giant eight track and it has this yeah. big plastic case or whatever and you would insert the case into the player and it would actually pull the disc out and then you pull the, the case out and then it would play the movie mm-hmm. so it was always just like kind of neat uh but yeah, I saw that. And like, like I said, I was at uh, <clears throat> Recycle Books and Records, and I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta get that for Michael." And I, I didn't even, see, I, like I said, I was looking for a price on it. I took it up to the front, and they're like a dollar, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool, yeah." I was there was two of them <laughs> because that yeah, was, yeah, that's a that's a great bookstore though. You can always find something cool there. Oh yeah, and like I said, it's a great. In excellent condition, and I, I thought it was neat because it has that, uh, what does it say? Paperbacks Plus stamp in the front of it yeah, or whatever? Yeah, Paperbacks Plus. Yeah. Uh, down in Dallas, Mesquite. Yeah. Austin. They're, they're a bookstore. Yeah. I just that, thought that was kind of neat that I guess they had it. I don't know if it was like a, uh, almost like a library to where you can go check them out or something like that or know. what? Like that's kind of, kind of odd. But, May 1980. Uh, yeah first edition so oh wow yeah so yeah that's that's yeah may 1980 so that was released exactly when the movie came out then that's pretty rad dude roger castle covers i've gotten to where i'm looking at all the stuff like that what's that like i look and see who did the cover art oh okay kind of stuff robert castle did the cover art okay yeah because uh that's that's yeah that's the movie poster So it's just a, uh, it's a, a, a cut down of the movie poster and then it has the Empire Strikes Back logo above it. And, but yeah, it's, 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 I thought it was cool. And like I said, I saw it and I immediately like snatched it up. I didn't really even care. I was just like, yep, that was, that's going to be Michael's. So no, yeah, it's really cool. Grab your Pierce Brown book. Oh, if you can reach it. Yeah. I got, hold on just a second. Um, Del Rey 
has always been publishing these original publisher for Star Wars. And they, they do, they've done so many great, I was looking at all of the, all the science fiction fantasy books in my, in my house the other day. I mean, like at least half of them are from Del Rey. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And the publisher of Pierce Brown. Del Rey. That's, oh yeah. That's why they're the best. Oh God. You know, I, I, I agree, dude. Like, I don't know if they do anything other than like fantasy and, and science fiction and stuff like that. They, I'm sure that they do. They but... did, uh, Terry Brooks. Sorry. Does the Shannara series. Lester Del Rey wanted him to, he had an idea for a book and Lester Del Rey said, look, write it. He said, well, I'm just basically going to be ripping off Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Admittedly, he said, I'm, I'm writing the story of Lord of the Ring. I'm just rewriting it and changing it. He's like, unless they'll really do it, I'm going to publish it. I'm going to make your book a big hit. Yeah. Cause I want to show that fantasy is still viable after okay. the, after the sixties, the whole, uh, Lord of the Rings came, became really popular again yeah. in pop culture, <clears throat> but he wanted to take fantasy like really and really jump kickstarted into like a like, take a mainstream more mainstream thing, yeah. yeah and he did okay and that's why terry brooks still has books you know he's he's written probably i don't know how many 40 50 and now <sighs> yeah that same tradition pierce brown is writing the new what i'd call the new the space opera for the 21st century with his red rising saga I just think it's in, when you look at the history of things like that, the yeah. trace, the, how it's all connected. And, you know, even in, uh, somewhere he says, Harry Brooks is kind of like a, has given him advice. Yeah. So, no. And, uh, and I, I, I completely agree with you on, on the Pierce Brown and the red rising and stuff. Like <clears throat> it, uh, it's, it's definitely one of those that, you know, and I've, I've gone through and I picked out parts and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is totally, like a, a a part of it that's influenced by Star Wars and stuff like that, but to me it is the like uh, it's it, it 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 basically is the Star Wars for the new generation. I would consider it that mm-hmm. the way it's set up because it's just great world building, uh, and that's just you know it it. I don't even, I can't even, I, I can't even say it. Like it, there's, there's certain people that have a way of, of building the worlds that they're in. Like, uh, George R. R. Martin with Game of Thrones yeah. and his world building. And then Pierce Brown with, with his world building, even though it's, it's still new earth and our planets that's in our system, but it's completely a different world by the way it's all set up. Oh, you know, yeah. By the way yeah. man has evolved and things like that. And it's just, it's, I don't know what it is. It's like a special storyteller that can actually take the time to build a world like that and have it so cohesive, cohesive and, and, and I don't know, man. Like, I, it's, it's, I don't even know how you learn that or even if that's a skill that can be learned. I don't know. Just, I mean, they're just the special talent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I said, like Pierce Brown's never even had a writing class before. No, they wouldn't even let him into AP English. That's <laughs> crazy. I didn't know that part. Yeah. He, he wanted, he's like, no, no, you, you didn't need to stay over here. <laughs> you can stay with the regular kids. You're, you're, yeah, you're dummy. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So how was the vacation, man? Y'all took off and went down to Galveston, right? It was good, man. It's it really special because um, 
<clears throat> How many years of marriage is this for y'all? Is this 10? Uh, 50. <laughs> no, 12. Okay. All right. I'm surprised she's, surprised she's kept me this long and traded me in. Right. Got the newer model. Yeah. Upgrade. Um, Can I get an upgrade? The, we've been, it, it worked out really neat because we left on Friday. Yeah. Friday morning. And that was the last day of the Monet exhibit. Okay. In Fort Worth Kimball Arts Museum. Yeah. And that was the fourth time we went. We okay. planned on we were going to, we left early, dropped the kids off at school, had, and just left them there for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> just like, you guys no, get to stay no. at school. No, there's they, a, there's a cafeteria. All, you'll be all right. Had it all set yeah. up for grandma. I'm and stuff pretty like sure that. that they have like pizza still left over in there. So yeah, so, yeah. It'll, it'll be good. And so we, let's say, let's go by on the way to Galveston. Let's stop and see Monet again. Say goodbye. Cause you're never going to, yeah. you're never, the odds are in our lifetime, we'll probably never see these things brought together in one exhibit again because they're from all over the place and private collection yeah. and stuff. Well, we get there and well, the Kimball doesn't open until like noon or one or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, uh, we got a lot of time to kill. Yeah. So, but the modern art museum. Oh, okay. Opens at 10. And on that, those days, it's free until eight o'clock. Oh, wow. Normally you have to pay to go and look at just their regular collection. Yeah. At the modern art museum. So I'm like, well, let's go look. Cause I was a couple of my favorite pieces of art. It's one of those things that we've talked about by Anselm Kiefer, that giant. When you go in, there's this giant. God, I, it's got to be like 30 or 40 feet by 20 feet tall painting yeah. of these Aztec pyramids. Okay. That has lots of texture and it's like, it's just insane to describe. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Um, it's, it's a, it's a really, he's a German artist. He that works in different media. I'm like, let's go see that. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, Oh, it's free. Well, this is going to fill our time. Yeah. And then we ended up getting to see this really cool exhibit by a, a San Francisco artist from the fifties that, uh, just, I, I'd never heard of. His name is David Park, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Last name Park. Okay. And it showed him stuff from when he was a little kid until his death, things that he's working on until he died. It's just absolutely amazing. Huh? Stuff. Well, see, we just lucked into, lucked into it. And then we went to see a Monet and it was absolutely insane. Yeah. Packed with people. <clears throat> I mean, you couldn't breathe. I, I, I'm really not good with crowds. Yeah. So, yeah, it was worth going, but I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah. No, and well, you got me thinking now that, that San Francisco artist with the last name of Park, mm-hmm. I wonder if he's like of any relation whatsoever because I don't know. Our grandmother was a Park. That'd be really cool. Uh-uh. Yeah, I know, right? I need one of those paintings, please, because I'm blood relative. <laughs> Was it right. David Park or Richard Park? And see, I've actually, I've, I've been to the, uh, I've been to the, uh, Museum of Modern Art. And of course, I've been to the Kimball and all like this type of good stuff as well. Uh, it's been a while since I've been to the Museum of Modern Art. The time that I was there, it was, uh, with a art class that I'd taken in college. And, uh, we did, we did a field trip down there. And it was really cool because there was like a, uh, <clears throat> uh, an exhibit. And I can't remember the artist's name, but it was really neat because they had taken a bunch of, uh, like, I won't say mannequins, but they were figures of people and they'd taken all these different 
paper mache people and kind of like decorated them all different and it was just really cool and they were in different poses of course and all like this i cannot remember the name of that artist of course like i said that was so long ago yeah i was that was back whenever i was still thinking i could you know get an education and stuff like that or whatever enough you know uh but uh, yeah yeah that was it was fun it was it was a lot of fun and it was also one of those eye-opening experiences because like I did a lot of art and I used to do a lot of drawing and painting and I like this type of crap. Uh, but where I went to high school at, we never had an art class or anything right. like that. So whenever I got to college and I took an art class, I realized how far ahead everybody was of me because they were actually trained in a school and had a teacher and taught them like different techniques and different styles and things like that. And here I was just doodling at home, playing around like with the sketchbook and drawing, yeah. drawing dragons and stuff like that or whatever and painting crap to where it was like, you go into like an actual physical learning experience to where it's like, okay, well, we're going to like do this. And it's like, what is, what is she talking about? Like, and I should have taken art one one, but I was actually in figure drawing oh, and yeah. actually drawing models and things yeah, like that. But yeah. yeah, somehow they just let me in too. They, they weren't like, you got to take art one one before you can take figure drawing. But yeah. And you just, does that make you just fall away from even do, messing with it? At oh all? God. Yeah. And that's sad, man. Yeah. Because everybody was so far ahead of me. It doesn't, but. It but, doesn't matter though. You, yeah. You gotta, you gotta go get some paints and some oh, yeah. brushes and start doing it again. Cause that's what my wife. Well, did. that's what I do. I just do it now on the just, iPad. Oh yeah. 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 I forgot yeah. there was that option there. Yeah. There's and I've, I've been doing there. that and it's cause I wanted to get back into doing it and stuff like that. Cause mainly one of the things was I wanted to get, design us a logo. I just need a better cause right now what I'm using is a free app to do it on and you can't do as many layers and all like this type of crap. So it's like you kind of like doodle around and I'm like, okay, I can still do this. This is yeah, actually pretty yeah. fun. But now I can't get rid of my pencil marks as I go over it with ink to make the borders and the outlines and things like that and blah, 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 and all like that good stuff. So, yeah. That's awesome because my wife paints. Yeah. And she's like, my stuff's no good. I'm like, it doesn't. Compared yeah. to what? Yeah, compared to because um compared I, to what you have in your head. You no, know, no, no offense, but I mean, David Park was a great artist. He went through different kind of styles. There are some stuff that that was hanging on the wall, maybe not by him, but some other people in the museum. To me, I don't get it. I don't see why that's that good. Yeah, I'm not even talking about the crazy, um, like Mondrian, Pete Mondrian stuff where. And that's a hell of another story. I'm not even getting him. He was literally an arrogant SOB. Oh yeah. Pete Mondrian, the guy that had this color, like three colors with the shape, the rectangles. Oh yeah. Light blue, yellow, black lines. He's think he considered himself to be the last artist necessary. Oh, wow. He had taken art to another level. (laughs) That's called being very assured of yourself, man. Yeah, uh, that's that's just that's just like a like you said a different level of oh there's uh, other words too oh yeah for a person yeah, like just, that trust me like I, I that's the reason why I was having trouble trying to figure out how to say it because like that's just well, uh, I, I know self this about him because and I'm gonna tell you why I know this about him because I never knew that I always knew his art and I knew he was supposed to be important for some reason yeah and how you better start keep working on art. I want a painting from you in a year to hang on my wall of my house. My wife, she always compares herself to, I said, compare yourself to yourself. Yeah. Every painting I can go show you in my house. Every painting she does, she gets a little bit better and she's self-taught. Yeah. 
because she didn't have you know opportunity to go to art school or anything like that and get the the training to learn all the cool bells and whistles. Yeah, you know. But lots of people don't. No, lots of people exactly. Just get out there and do it. Yeah. Well, Trish went to. She went to the same school as I did, and it's a real so shame. She, so she knows that we had no art school. There, we had no art teacher in well, high school. She 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 did. Maybe she did. Maybe they. Maybe senior year. Cause maybe she they graduated one, after you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She graduated a few years after me. But we, well, from the point in time that I started high school, we had art class in middle school. And yes. stuff Like that junior yes. high. But we didn't have anything in high school. Like there was no art. Well, I you didn't take, have art in high yeah. school. I I really. But you could take every ad class you needed to. Oh yeah, I knew That's... all about cutting pig balls off and. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the same here, man. Uh, we we could take any ad class that we wanted to, and we could take any home 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 economics class that we wanted to. But uh, you want to be creative, <laughs> like we'll go join band, you nerd. Or, we didn't even have a band. Uh, man. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, was, art. See, that's we had band and we also had theater, and I did a really lot of theater. Disappointing. Yeah, that some school, especially the school my daughter, my oldest daughter goes to, how little interest they have in things that aren't sports related. Yeah, even the theater. Like my daughter loves to act. Yeah, she loves the all that kind of stuff. It, it's not important to them. Yeah, they went to. I mean, they could have, you know, they could have gone. She went to state and spelling, and it's just, oh, yeah, oh, okay. Good job, pat good on the nice back. Nice job. Hey, we won a football game. Yeah, everybody, get down the street. <laughs> we went one and six I mean, this season, but we got that one win, so we're awesome. To me, I'd yeah. rather, I'd rather them funnel some of that money into art class. I know <laughs> for the entire school, because I, I really believe it's important. This is a creative out, uh, a, you know. Having some sort of creative, uh, cause man, like you're talking to me, like I've gone through every creative as, uh, output that you can possibly have. Like yeah, I, I, I did, I did theater in high school and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Love to act. I've done music, love playing music. I've done art, love doing art. Like basically hit the trifecta. Like it's just like I've always been a creative person. Like that's how like, I get my thing. That's the reason why I always say like it was kind of hard for me to conform to like college and school and stuff like that because there wasn't enough like I mean come on dude math class and freaking and 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 I loved history so I can't really say anything about history but like math and English and stuff like that and it's like well you can't be creative with those two. Granted, they'll help you be creative, yeah, especially yeah. English will help you be creative. But I'm not really a writer. Yeah. To whereas yeah. you know I mean but who really uses punctuation whenever they're trying to be creative with writing it just kind of helps you like let people well, know where to pause know, i've seen a, i've seen some of quentin tarantino's screenplays and english didn't help him become a creative person <laughs> yeah you know the, the rules of grammar and punctuation didn't help him he's just yeah. a talented creative storyteller that oh. know he knows the words <laughs> right. all the words he knows all the words i uh, know it even especially the bad ones <laughs> um but yeah it's just like but there are people like my, I keep talking about my old daughter. She would be a great editor because she knows all those things like that. Yeah. So it's like hand in hand. I could scratch out something and they give it to somebody else, and then they could like make sure I've gotten the periods and oh yeah quotation marks and stuff. In yeah. Place, and see, you gotta have people like that. Like to me, you gotta have people like that, and that's the whole purpose of having people like that. Uh, you know, uh, like I don't know. That's kind of like what like. Don't take this the wrong way, but I kind of almost think that like English class and stuff like that, that's basically just so that way you have like a general idea 
of like not how to sound like an idiot whenever you're writing something down for work or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's what I always tell everybody. Like a lot of times people just want you to have some sort of form of degree whenever you go to go get a job, a higher paying job, just so that way you don't look like an idiot whenever you go to type out an email to somebody. Did you know that they haven't been teaching handwriting in schools? Like like actual like handwriting because like I knew that they hadn't been teaching cursive and that's fine with me. Like cursive, I understand, but, but, cursive to me but is they, they're not even working on, they don't even work on how to properly form Sad. the letters. Really? Cause my wife subs, my daughter goes, her, they never, I don't know. I don't understand. She says she sees these papers. These kids turn in. Yeah. Like the good students. Yeah. She can't read their handwriting is so bad. Holy crap. Yeah, it's like so, writing like they're third graders, the, the way they put the, make the letters and stuff. Yeah. See, I, well, I, I always say like, I quit writing in cursive whenever the teacher stopped for, making, for, forcing us to write now, in cursive. I'm not complaining. I'm showing you my notes here that I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah. You can't read that. Can no, you? I can't, but mine's the same way. But I can write better than this. I, I know how to write. Yeah. It always makes me feel better because like, they always say that people that have like bad handwriting and use a lot of foul language are like the more intelligent <laughs> people. And I'm like, dude, I got a mouth like a sailor and I got really crappy handwriting. So right like, on. <laughs> I must be one smart cookie, but yeah, like you'll never know from talking to me because I sound like an idiot 90% no, of the time. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you but yeah, don't. no, it's just good times, man. No, uh, yeah, dude, like, I don't know. Like I said, I, I totally agree with you because my school was the same way with the whole like creative thing. Like they, they would funnel all sorts of money into athletics, especially football. Because we grew up, we Texas grew up. Is, it's a church and football, church and high school football. Mm-hmm. Like you, like, uh, and it's true. Like if you, if anybody that's from out of state that might be listening or whatever and stuff like that, like if you hear stories about some of the stadiums, high school stadiums around here, like they're nicer than there's a nicer some college stadiums. They are nicer than college stadiums. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that are nicer than college stadiums. There, there's, I think it was, uh, who was it? Well, the Denton High School. Yeah, the Denton the High School stadium is nicer than the college I went to stadium. Yeah, yeah. And Sanger, Sanger High School is nicer than the college yeah. stadium I had. Yeah, I was about to say, like, it's some, the, uh, the, uh, uh, Allen, Texas, mm-hmm. their, their stadium was like, what, like, million or something like that or whatever. It's just this giant. Well, it was actually more than that. I can't remember, but like they got it, they opened it up and then all of a sudden they had these massive cracks in the foundation and they had to close it for a year to, to, to fix these cracks and stuff like that. And I'm talking like these multiple million dollar freaking stadiums that they're building for these high schools just to play football. And it's like, I love sports. Oh, I do too. I'm, 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 I'm got fantasy football happening today. I do too. And like, I was actually, I was, you know, I was always tell everybody, I was kind of like the, 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 like, I don't know if the word progeny is the right word, but like, I, I did football, but yet I was also in drama and theater and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, I was the weird kid that didn't really fit in. I didn't fit in with the, the most of the athletics people and stuff like that but like the theater kids they're so accepting of everybody they're like oh you'll be our friend yeah but you just got to be really weird most of the time <laughs> it's that's, like that's I, how you met my wife yeah yeah basically yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah because the theater kids are I, I mean i was a theater kid and we were just accepting of everybody we didn't care mm-hmm. you know 
But yeah, it was, it was always kind of odd because I never really fit in with like the, the, the jocks or the, uh, you know, the athletics crowd and stuff like that. But yet I always loved theater and stuff like that anyways. So yeah. And that was how we were like our, <laughs> like when I was in high school, my entire four years in high school, I think out of those four years, the football team out of a collective four years, I think they might have won maybe fifteen games, total. and that's and that's total. That's out of ten games each season, right? Ten or eleven games each season, and uh, you know, whenever I was in high school, we didn't have an actual theater, we didn't have an auditorium or anything like that to to put on a play or anything like that. Anytime we did our play, we had to do it in the gym. Or we had to do it in the lunchroom and we had like big spotlights and things like that. Where we rehearsed at was in the band hall. So we'd have to get there early to remove all the chairs and things like that and set up our stage, Mm -hmm. have rehearsal and then set the stage off to the side and then set back up all the band chairs. So, you know, an hour and a half of rehearsal every day was setting stuff up and then breaking it all down and then setting it back up again yeah. or whatever. Uh, but this, this is it just Texas though? Cause Texas doesn't care about culture. There's I guess, a, I guess so, man. But, it, I mean, but at the same time, there's centers. Thank God where these big benefactors have established places like. That you go to Fort Worth and there's a symphony orchestra there and there's the Kimball oh, yeah. and there's the Eamon Carter Museum and, the, and there's, there's and the bass there in Fort Worth is amazing. Well, you know that we've been yeah, to the bass. Yeah, that yeah. was, that was the first time that I'd, I'd been to the bass. Oh, and the Windspear in Dallas is another amazing opera house, man. Uh, but you, it, you know, what I was going to say is like, you know, we went to, we were alternate to state. We advanced every time that we did one act. I was a big proponent of one act. That was the only type of plays that we ever got to do. But it was UIL, so we'd go do these, and we every time that I went, every I did one act three years in a row, and one year we were alternate to state. The next year we made it past you go zone district and area. The other two years we made it to area, and then the two. I'm sorry, all three years we made it to area. Two years we made it to uh, regional, and then yeah, the one year we were alternate to state. So, yeah, and it was just like, and it was probably good that we didn't get selected to go to state because we probably wouldn't have been able to get funding to actually make it to Austin to, to perform the play and stuff like that. So, because uh, it was, we, we did good just to let them get us, yeah. to let us use a bus, you know, we, they'd let us use a bus, but then anything else had to be like brought by one of the theater moms and stuff like that. So all the costumes and all like that type of crap was basically hauled in like the uh, the theater teacher the the, the director's like van <laughs> oh god yeah yeah it's good times <clears throat> because they just didn't want to fund us they didn't want to even give us a bus driver to drive the blasted bus but most of the times like with that type of stuff the buses were usually driven by like the coaches on like the the True. game trips and yeah, stuff like that yeah. or whatever unless you're varsity and then they got like a charter bus and whatnot so <laughs> of course they did. Yeah, they'd have like these two big, huge luxury coaches, like charter buses every week for the varsity team. Even if it's just like a 20 mile trip or whatever, which out of state people might go like 20 miles. Good grief. That's a long way here. It's like 20 miles. That's just normal just because everything's so spread out. Like that's, that's just how it goes, man. Like 20 miles. No, that's, is, that's normal. Yeah. Man. 20 miles is just a walk in the park. That's a 20 minute drive basically. So yeah. yeah. Speaking of the symphony, 
uh, I, was, I was looking for, I, I'm sorry if I seem rude, but I was looking for Dennis had sent me a, a picture of something he's going to, that you're going to cry. Oh. He's getting to go see uh, John Williams. Oh, no way. an orchestra and performing his music, his career. Really? Uh, I think it's up near where he lives. In, in I wonder if he's on tour. Like, he came to the Bass one time. It's been about 10 years. John Williams did. Mm-hmm. Uh, his tickets, I'd heard about it. I was going to get tickets when they went on sale. They sold out so quick, dude. I'm not even kidding. It was insane. It was so fast on how quick those, uh, it, it was, it was ridiculous on how quick those tickets sold out. Like it's, that is one show that I would love to go see, actually see John Williams. John Williams, to his credit, he's more of a composer than what he is a conductor. Mm-hmm. He'll even say that he's more of a composer than what he is a conductor, but I would still love to see him. And he's like 92 or something yeah, like that. Yeah. He's like super old, like up there still conducting and stuff. And so he doesn't do it very often, you know? Uh, but I don't know. I'm starting to wonder if he's like out. Maybe on tour right now, kind of doing like a tour thing. If you can do a tour at 92 years old or whatever, a very slow one. Maybe. Yeah. I'm just now I'm curious at how old he actually is. Did I bring my phone back here? I don't think I did. I just now realized. I'll that. Look yeah. You. Look up and see how old John Williams is because I want to say he's a 92. I keep calling him 92. So if he's not 92, I'm going to feel really bad. Uh, but he's 42. No, he's not 42. Um, he's 87 years old. 87. February 8th, 1932. Okay. In Floral Park, New York. I'm glad you did the math. See, that's why we need math, kids, because I would still be trying to do the math right now. I didn't do the math. Oh, it's just said it. (laughs) Good. Thanks for letting me seem smart for a second there. You know, like, you could have just kept the wool over our eyes and said, I'm I'm not going to mislead anybody. I'm I'm no genius. Uh, Yeah, you know. But, uh, okay, yeah, so we, that is great going to the museums. And, uh, you know, I thought we were, I forgot we were talking about Galveston. We were driving, driving, there's not much to say about Galveston. It's it's just, I love the town. We drove down there. I uh, made my wife listen to this uh, because we're both have an interest in art. Yeah. Me, just the appreciation of it. I, I want to understand it more in the art history and why is this painting important when i go and see it or you see it in a book or in you know yeah and i found this really awesome podcast i can't remember the lady's name it's called the lonely palette okay and she's an art historian and she works in a museum and she decided she started up this this uh this uh podcast where she looks at one painting of uh, an episode oh wow could be monet's uh water lilies it could be uh uh, Michelangelo, it could be some, it could be Pete Mondrian's, you know, thing, Picasso. Yeah. Wrote in all she, and she's covered all of these and she's done several of them and they're, they're not extremely long, but they're perfect. And she makes it understandable for somebody like you and me. Oh, okay. She doesn't talk. Oh, that's from the period of the Baroque when <laughs> the intestinalist Führer was in impacting everybody's mental calculations yeah no it's not like that she's like this painting's important because it makes you feel this when you look at it some people look at it and they feel this what was the artist going through and thinking when they painted this you know puts it in the context of the history yeah it's great lonely palette so we listen to that all the way down yeah back. and you can go through a lot of episodes real quick when you're going on a long trip Road trip. Yeah, I was about to say, Galveston's like, what, like a five, six hour trip? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, Got to Galveston, hung out on the beach, 
stayed in the base motel. Really, really <laughs> dingy, man. I mean, yeah. really. I'm so glad y'all it's survived. Like, uh, it's like a not, you not, you don't feel clean yeah. being there. But people were really nice that ran it. And uh, I was, I was, I was. Whenever you sent me the picture, I was worried I was going to have to do a 2BT in memoriam episode then uh, michael was murdered at at a hotel and then i was like oh i better i better let him know i'm okay (laughs) you had two more hours and i was gonna call the police next day hung out down on the there's a place called the strand and see galveston new orleans are connected and that a lot of their culture is very similar in their development because they were coastal cities and important for shipping and trade yeah so downtown galveston has a kind of a new orleans French Quarter feel. Yeah, you said it was it was a French settlement, right? Or what? Or something it like settled that, yeah. by the French or what? Not back in the day. Anyway, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Something you. Like, yeah. along those lines. Yeah, um, the pirate. Uh, there was a pirate. Gar. The uh, feet or somebody was there, and you know, I just hung out there. Then uh, we had some smelly pads. Had some. Uh, had an awesome po' boy shrimp and uh, crawdad po' boy. Oh yeah. my god! I have to have that every time. They have all of those other kinds of food, and I have to have. That. I thank you for saying crawdads, man, because I call them crawdads also. I don't say crawfish, no. Uh, it sounds weird, man. I don't like saying crawfish because it just sounds weird. It even feels weird coming off the tongue. Yeah. I'd always call it crawdads. Like, or crayfish. Yeah, crayfish is an I awesome think it's just a regional thing. It's got to be, man. I know like my buddy that I work with who's from New Orleans and stuff like that, he always calls them crawfish. Yeah, it's like, that's cultural uh, and but, You know, he's got that draw on it, that crawfish or whatever. You, you know? got the crawdaddies. Yeah. Crawdaddy boil. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, it sounds like I'd say, you know, you're going to go boil some crawdads or whatever. And whatever he said, it's kind of funny too, because he doesn't say boil. He's, it's boil. Boil. Yeah. I'm going to do a crawdad bowl or crawfish bowl. A what? <laughs> crawfish bowl. A what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. Uh, oh, dude, I always do that. Also, the people flesh from like, uh, uh, Baltimore. We've got a people, a lot of people from Maryland out there because they closed the plant in Maryland and then moved a bunch of the people here from Maryland or whatever. And so when they say like Baltimore, they don't, they don't pronounce the, the, they do pronounce the T, but it's weird because it's like Baltimore. Really? Yeah. They said Baltimore. B, huh. it's like B-A-T-A-M-O-R. Baltimore. And it's like, yeah, it's, or yeah, it's languages are yeah, it's, amazing. Yeah. You start looking at the regional dialects. And that, and- that region does have a really weird dialect because it's like, it's got a southern twang to it. Because Maryland is a southern state, but it's it's got a southern twang to it, but yet it's also got like a mixture of like sounds like a Boston type like thing. So it's weird. It's really it's it's a really different dialect. I won't say weird. It's just a different dialect. Anyways, back to what you were talking about. Oh, your no, it was just cool. Um, hung out down there. Yeah. I also started getting sick. That was my first day of the sick hitting me that morning, uh, Saturday morning, and I knew it was coming, and then. Just kept getting worse as the day went on. Yeah. Uh, and the intent was, cause we'd gotten down to, because we'd gone to the museums in Fort Worth, it, it was dark when we got to Galveston. Yeah. So, and uh, we always like to just hang out on the beach. So, I mean, we still spent a couple of hours that night just hanging out on the beach, way down the water, just, you know, listening to the waves and stuff. Yeah. And then something tried to bite me in the water. Whoa. I think it was a shark. I'm I'm pretty sure it was a shark because it hit me hard and then it hit her. Really? And rebounded and I kicked because I I ran <laughs> and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Did you like push her in the water? Like, like, like <laughs> eat her. 
pretty much something that hit me with force. And she said, it was a rock. Said, Show me a rock floating around in this water. There's no rocks. It's probably a stick. Yeah. It probably was a floating stick or something, but it left a mark. Yeah. <laughs> Shark. And I ran onto the beach and she's like still back there. And I'm like, I'm sorry, honey. But that was all, and, and the ocean's really weird at night too, and scary. Yeah, yeah you're not supposed to go in the ocean. At, at well, we, I was only going up to like knee level. Yeah, but still, haven't you seen Jaws, man? Yes. The chick, she's all. Why do you think I have? Why do you have such, I have such a problem, <laughs> a mental problem about the ocean and sharks? I, I like sitting on the beach looking at. Yeah. It. Dude, there's so many people that Jaws scarred, messed them up. For oh life. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, the whole plan was to go back the next day and actually spend some time in the sun. Just hanging out on the beach. And I don't like She was going to do some sketching and stuff of it, you know, for different <clears> things. <throat> and I was going to maybe read. Yeah. I was, I've got another, I took, I took a stack of books like this. You can see like four inches high. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to have time to read on this trip. Yeah. I never have time to read on any trip, yet I always <laughs> take a stack of books because I'm a weirdo. Yeah, you never know. And then we bought more books. Yeah. That day. Did you go to that, uh, the Gallison bookstore is really awesome. Yeah. And the lady, who's really mean and rude, <laughs> well, she's not mean and rude. She's from somewhere else in the country oh, where okay. they're, they're just a brace of yeah. jerks. Um, <laughs> she was a law, a law librarian for the, one of the, the, uh, I overheard her talking to somebody, this young boy. She's actually a very nice lady. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm joking. If you first meet her, she seems a little abrasive because of just yeah. the way she talks. She's actually very nice. And she was talking to this young man, high school kid, and they were talking. And she was like, oh, yeah, I used to be a law librarian for this law firm, for the lawyer that was involved in the Nixon case when they took Nixon down. Oh, wow. I'm like, wow. How did the, I, I should like, I would like to ask you, how did you end up here in Galveston then? Yeah. in no this bookstore. But we were going to go back. And then instead, because I was sick, my wife wanted to stop at CVS, gave me some medicine and then we ended up spending shark bite. Yeah. For my shark bite. That's why I got sick. I got that shark bite. Yeah, exactly. And then you got uh, shark rabies. We ended up spending almost 45 minutes with this, this, uh, homeless guy. Shark rabies is talking the title of this him. episode, by the way. Shark rabies. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up, we missed going to the beach in the sun because a guy named Randall needed somebody to talk to. Oh, yeah. So we hung out with him and uh, got him some food and stuff. Well, that's cool. No, he, he, yeah, that's another issue. That, you didn't, you didn't let him in your car, did you? No. Okay. No. Cause I was just making sure you no, he yeah, didn't. Don't pull a Dave. Don't let him in your car. <laughs> yeah. I've done that twice, man. I did that one time when I was still married with my ex-wife and this lady, like we saw her and like, she was like, I just need to get some food. And we took her to, it was a New York subway. New York subway used to have a place over there, uh, and Denton over there next to like right across the street from Walmart down 288, right there next to Best Buy and all like this type of crap yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, bought her like a salad in there and whatnot. And then come to find out that she wasn't homeless or anything like that. She looked like she was homeless, but yeah, she was just waiting on her daughter to finish up in Kroger and then conned me into buying her a, a salad at mm. New York Subway. Yeah. That was awesome. I was then like, there, yeah. Then there's a guy with the demons in the meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the demons and the meat. Mm-hmm. It's got to be purified by blood. So, yeah. yeah. And then the next day, we drove home, went through Rice, because that's one of the colleges. They drove, my wife drove me through there to see the campus. I'm like, dang it, I want to I want to live here. Oh, yeah. It's the most beautiful campus I've ever seen. Oh, man. And then she took me to this awesome half-price books. 
What'd you get there? Oh, God. <laughs> so much cool stuff. I can't even remember. A lot of VCR tapes. <coughs> almost I was got, about to ask almost you if you picked filled up out, Almost filled out the collection. Yeah, I got Raiders. Really? I lost Ark. I got a... Uh, I can't even remember right now. I have this long. We got 140 now. And I think I spent, Holy crap, I think dude. I spent like $15. Oh, wow. On all 140? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Total. Yeah. Good grief. That's... Yeah. And we've been watching them and honestly, doesn't bother me at all. The, I will say uh, there's, there's something that I do miss about having a VCR and stuff like that. You remember like <clears throat> you get done watching a movie and you'd rewind it. Uh huh. Well, I always rewind it, you know, whatever, unless it's like a personal movie or whatever, and then I don't have to worry about it too much. But I usually always tried to rewind it after I got done watching something just because it was a pain in the butt to get ready to go watch something. And then, then you had to you're wait. in the middle of it and you're like, son of a bitch, I got to rewind this stupid thing. Uh, I miss the smell of the hot VCR tape as it came out. Yeah. Yeah. I know it has that, it about. has that smell. Cause it's like, all that friction. Yeah. Mm. From where it's been playing for like the past two hours or whatever and all like this type of good stuff. Smelling the analog. Stop yeah. And see, Paul wants to change the name of our podcast to stop and smell the analog. That's a perfect <laughs> tie-in. Yeah. Right. That'd be amazing. I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah. I, I know it seems weird, but I was looking at it. If I wanted to go watch The Black Cauldron, which is one of the tapes I got. It's based on a children's book that I love, a series of children's books that I loved when I was a kid by Lloyd Alexander. Chronicles yeah. of Friday. You'll hear about this book on the Bibliophile Adventures podcast coming soon. <laughs> uh, I was going to say one drop today. I saw that. Yeah, it's, and it's you got to go listen to it because it's amazing. It's an H.P. Lovecraft story. The White Ship and Martin. Oh, okay, goes into it, and it and then he reads it at the end, and it is a fascinating story. Really fascinating story. I hadn't read that one by Lovecraft. Yeah, great. So yeah, go check that out. Yeah, most of that certainly. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm a subscriber, so it popped up saying that there was a new episode. It was like awesome. But and then yeah. next week, next week we're gonna have Michael from Germany. Oh yeah, Martin from South Carolina has an episode out today. Go grab it. Yeah, or yesterday. You know, hopefully you'll be hearing this on Monday. Uh, Martin from South Carolina has an episode on Ice P Lovecraft, and then next week, uh, Michael from Germany. Has an episode about, uh, Professor Elemental, a s- steampunk ra- English rapper. Whoa. And, uh, <clears throat> it's interesting. Yeah. It's I, very interesting. I've already edited it and. Steampunk is one of those styles that I really dig. I like steampunk style a lot. It's really cool. Except for the people that I usually run into that are doing steampunk costumes and things like that, they're usually just so pretentious, I can't hardly even talk to them. Yeah, you uh, can run into that in any field area, though. Oh, God, yeah. But I think a lot of it just kind of goes with, like, their character or whatever, because it's, like, Victorian, futuristic Victorian slash everything's got a lot of copper, a lot of leathers, and a lot of gears. You know, uh, excuse me, I get the hiccups and drink too much water, I guess, too fast. To well, say. there's that one place at Scarborough Fair you can always go to that has full of steampunk-like. Oh, yeah, that's like right. Paraphernalia? Yeah. Is that the word? Or Something uh, jewelry, like Jewelry, yeah. accessories. Like cool watches. Yeah. Necklaces, pendants. And... I saw somebody do a, a, a steampunk TV that was really neat. It was like one of those old TVs oh, wow. from like the 50s that was kind of like the bubble screen or whatever. Uh-huh. That had like, it was on like a swing arm. So it had like this U-shaped arm 
And then it had the, I can't think of the type of TV that it is. It has like this U-shaped arm and it has the, like the screen in the middle of it. And it can, looks like it should be able to tilt up and down and maybe turn or whatever. And somebody had taken one of those old TVs from the fifties and then they kind of steampunked it out. And it just looked really cool, mm. man. Very cool. Like very neat. <clears throat> that's awesome. I see stuff like that. And I'm like, that's really cool. Like I said, I love the steampunk style. It's really neat. It's mm-hmm. just some of the people that do the steampunk stuff are usually, you know, a little bit less. To be desired. I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I've worked with, uh. Yeah. I just don't dig on attitude, man. You're going to give me some attitude, even if it's part of your character that you're, that you're portraying. It's kind of that actually person, right? It's yeah. Like, well, actually. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. Exactly, man. It just kind of like aggravates you. It just brings a, me just down. a wee bit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was going to talk about another thing. Are we going to get to the, uh, are we going to get to, cause I've drug on, I'm sorry, but are we going to get to the, uh, Ray? Oh, uh, the, <clears throat> well, uh, well, I was going to, I was going to kind of tie into that. Okay. I think, I think I know what you're talking about. You like the, uh, what a theory. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, the Ray, cause this was, this was going to tie into that because I was going to talk about Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige yeah. or whatever. I know everybody's kind of freaking out about this because they're like, oh my God, Star Wars is getting Kevin Feige. Like, and mm-hmm. some people are even jumping the shark and saying that this is going to be Kathy, uh, 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 I can't think of her last name right now. Kennedy. Catherine Kennedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kathy Kennedy's replacement. Uh, I still think like, and I think I played y'all the audio of where she actually said that this is it for me. So I think that after this next movie releases, I think she's done. I think she's well, her done. Her contract for- is up into 2021. Is it 2021? But that and doesn't so mean that she can't the, like, well, that's true. But so is the guy that runs Disney. His contract is up for renewal in the same year. Yeah. And well, he was actually supposed to have retired like this past summer and he just had a book come out. That I really want to re- that I really want to read. It's uh, oh, crap. What is it? Long hard road or something uh-huh. like that, or it's something. It's basically like a, a biography on uh, I keep wanting to call him Michael Eisner. I know that's not right. It's uh, Bob Bob Iger. Yeah, Bob Iger. Um, but uh, I still say that after the last Star Wars movie, The Rise of Skywalker, I almost called it Last Jedi. Excuse me, I said last Star Skywalker, Wars movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last Star Wars movie, the Rise of Skywalker. I think that she's done. I think that that that's it for her. I think she is either going to be stepping down and breaking her contract, or that she's being made to leave. One of the two. Okay. Uh, that's that's just my thought, just because of what she said in that panel. I think that was just like a slip of the tongue. <clears throat> But I think that she's done. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Kevin Feige or Feige or however the devil you pronounce his last name. I've heard it said both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if Kevin Feige is going to be her replacement or whatever. But I think it's really cool that Kevin Feige is coming into the Star Wars galaxy just because he is such a great world builder. Yeah. Look, look yeah. at what he's done with the MCU. You know, the which, is what they, which is what Star Wars needs, especially for at this at this point in time. Yeah. With the end of the Skywalker for Star Wars to survive. Yeah. It's gotta it have needs somebody. It's like gotta that. have a world builder. But they have that guy. Yeah, he's, 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 his name's John Favreau and and, and, and Dave D- Dave Filoni. Th- those two right there just need to be in charge. You yeah. don't need Kevin Feige. Listen to what John Favreau and Dave Dave Filoni have to say because especially Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni learned from Lucas, George Lucas. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, what better teacher can you have to teach you about the Star Wars ga- universe than 
the man who invented it himself. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I'm excited for Kevin Feige. I don't think that it's going to be what a lot of people think that it is. I don't know if he's going to be a one and done type dude or whatever. Or if he's got like a whole series of movies, some it's people just, have been trying to time to the Benioff and Wise, but a lot of people are also saying that Benioff and Wise are going to be out because they signed a contract with Netflix. Who knows? It's such a yeah slow burn business, and everybody gets so excited. This is announced, and it yeah. never happens. There's, yeah. It's like I got really excited. I was talking about the uh, the, the the Black Cauldron. They're going to be doing a remake. Actually, somebody has bought the rights to the Chronicles of Prydain series of just young adult children's books. Yeah. Fantasy published in the sixties. I'm not going they're going to get a chance to actually like do a, do a better version of the movie. Yeah. Which I would love. I'm like, this is probably never going to happen. Oh, yeah. Well, the Black Cauldron, which one is that? Cause that's it's, killing it's me the right pig, now. The pig. The oracular uh. pig that runs away and the little boy Taryn, the p- assistant pig keeper. I've seen the movie adventure. before. But I can't remember it. It's like Cloak and Dagger. I, I'd seen Cloak and yeah. Dagger a long time ago, and then I saw it on Stars yesterday. I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot all about this." Anyways, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a fun movie, but it's not it's not the story. Yeah, the books. I mean, even the writer said, "Hey, Disney did a nice movie, but it's not my it's not my story at all." Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> but <clears throat> but yeah, Star Wars. Dude, everybody should just calm down. They just need to calm down. Uh, I have heard uh, a spoiler, so if if I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, it's kind of a speculation spoiler. Yeah, that I thought was really cool. That I think would be really neat if they do it. So if you don't want to hear this, fast forward the next thirty seconds. Uh, you see the part in the trailer where Ray throws the saber at yes. the at the training remote. Yeah. Apparently, what they're saying is what happens is she throws the saber at the training remote. And Luke is there to catch the saber, whether it's a, a force ghost Luke or, or whatever, Luke, yeah. or physical being of Luke. He catches the saber and says a Jedi doesn't throw their saber. And, dude, I get, like, freaking chill bumps seeing that. And that's just, to me, that's just kind of like a, a, a retcon for the whole thing of, of him tossing the saber over the shoulder there yeah. at, at, on, you know, whatever. Uh, I thought that was kind of neat. I really kind of hope that that is what happens just because like I, the more I watch of it, I wish he would have, whenever he tossed the saber, I wish it would have been like a side toss instead of over the, over the shoulder toss. I think a side toss would be like more of a, like, yes, I'm done with the Jedi here. I'm through. Whereas an over the shoulder toss just kind of made it look like it was like an MTV movie awards type thing. Like, yeah. a, like a plan for the gag and like Star Wars is comedy. It has comedy mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I still love The Last Jedi. It's got its issues in the movie that I don't care for yeah. after I've seen it like 800 times now. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't kill the movie for me. Just like right. the special edition stuff that they did to Star Wars with the Ewoks that blink and all like that. I don't care. I don't like the fact that Vader now says no whenever he's throwing the Emperor down the shaft. But it doesn't kill the movie for me either. I still love yeah. Return of the Jedi. I will still watch the Blu-ray editions and all like this type of stuff. But it doesn't kill the movie for me. Uh so here is my theory, and I've been waiting to tell you guys this for a while now. So here is my Star Wars theory with the whole like Emperor and the rise of Skywalker and all like this. Okay, and now uh, I don't know if you people out there in, in Radio quote, Land can't see me do the quote: "The rise of Skywalker." The rise of Skywalker means exactly what it is: it's the rise of Skywalker. I think whatever it comes down to the end, like you always see the video, you see in in the trailers of <clears throat> Ray and Kylo battling yeah, yeah. again. 
I'm thinking that while Ray and Kylo are battling, you're going to have a battle between the Skywalker, as in plural, maybe even Anakin and Luke battling. I've heard that the Emperor. Yeah, I've heard that the um, Christian. Uh, uh, he, he might be. Yeah, Hayden Christensen. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, oh my I gosh, could, that I would see, be in, like a Force Ghost fight. Yeah, between the two, or maybe even like something because like. There's like speculation of a whole like time inference type thing and all like this type of crap. That's the reason why you see like all those star destroyers and all those rebel ships and stuff like that popping in out of hyperspace. That there's some sort of weird like time disturbance going on. <coughs> and if that's, that too. that's and if that's crazy. the case, and if it is like a time disturbance, that would explain the Emperor. That would be able to explain having Anakin Skywalker, and that would be able to explain having to have luke skywalker also wow and for you to be able to wrap up the series and all like this type of stuff it would be cool to have all three the emperor the two skywalkers and then plus ray and kylo battling at the same time wow and I, I still I say words for that and that's I, amazing and i still say that's that's my theory mm-hmm. if that actually happens i'm gonna be like hell yeah because uh, that's my theory that would be cool <clears throat> not saying it's going to happen, but if it would be super awesome. And the only way to me that you can end the movie, <clears throat> oh, I hear it that time. I have it on silent. What is it? It almost sounds like breaking bad. It is. Breaking bad. It is. <laughs> That's a good song though, man. But, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the, uh, the, the, to me, the only way to be able to end that movie is bring it full circle. And I know I I've think, said it before. Yeah, I think you're right. Is to have, <clears throat> and you can even have Ray on Tatooine. Could be her standing on the on the on the dune. Maybe even have like Force Ghost Luke standing right next to her or whatever. Looking or at the all twin of sons. them, you know, because yeah. I have that tendency to have everybody standing <clears throat> at the very end, oh, smiling yeah. and yeah. <clears throat> I, I, we're not going to get into it this week, I don't think, because I bet your butt's hurting. It is. We're at a minute. But a, a, I want minute, to have a eight. talk about Luke yeah. in The Last Jedi and how everybody was disappointed in his portrayal. But yeah. I want you to go back and look at Yoda yeah, and where Yoda was in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. What was he doing? He what did he want to do? Yeah, he was in hiding. And he didn't want to have well, anything to do with Luke. And like I said, Luke like, didn't want to have anything to do with Ray. Oh, yeah. And like I said, like, it makes sense for the character. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, like I said, we'll, we'll get into that in the next yeah. episode or whatever. Because yeah, to me, it makes sense for the character of Luke. Everybody had grand yeah. expectations for Luke, but we missed that because we jumped ahead all these years. Oh, yeah. He was that. What everybody wanted, this guy going out and doing stuff. Yeah. He probably did it cleaning up the Empire. Oh, he yeah. was out there fighting and sword and, and even starting his own Jedi Academy. Or yeah. Something. yeah. Until, until, until. Butthead, bro. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the, the, the script here and I can't remember it. Uh, if you like the podcast, go by rate us, write a review. Just remember, please be kind. We like five stars. Uh, and you can rate us and write a review on just about any podcatcher that you're getting, getting this on. We would appreciate it because if you really dig it, you know, share the word, man. You know, help us grow. Uh, tell a friend. Yeah, tell a friend. If you want to get a hold of us between 
uh, podcast, if you want to tell us how stupid we are, how awesome we are, how, me- how mediocre we are, or like just want to give us a to- topic to talk about or whatever, get our ideas on something, you can email us. That's the number two BT show at gmail.com. That's the number two BT show at gmail.com. Yes, sir. Rebob. You can also do it on Twitter. Twitter's the same thing. I uh, don't really post a lot. I posted the thing about Kevin Feige the other day just because I, I woke up and it was released at like 945 and I was already in bed asleep at 945. And so I was like, oh my God, what the hell? And so I had to share it first thing in the morning at four o'clock whenever I woke up to go to work. But if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, it's the number two BT show. That's the same thing as the yep. email. So two BT show, uh, audible. 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 I've got some audible recommendations. Go listen to, um, the things they carried by Tim O'Brien. Okay. It's about, so it's a collection of short stories about the Vietnam War, his experience. Oh, and cool. It, uh, gave me chills and spots. Sounds neat. It was very, uh, very moving. Called the things they carry. Yeah. I'm going to get that because that sounds really yeah. cool. Yeah. Do it because soon I'll have coming on Bibliophile Adventures, a, a discussion <laughs> concerning Vietnam. Forrest Gump and the things they carried. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> I, I dig it. Like that's one that's always kind of like interested me because like my, <clears throat> well, you know, your dad, he was in the military. Yeah. My, uh, my uncle, our uncle, our uncle Dan, Dan was in the military. You had, a, you had an uncle my that uncle actually Thomas, went to Vietnam. Yeah. I was in Vietnam. He was, it was, it was kind of funny because, uh, I guess whenever he was in boot camp, they asked people to go drive armored personnel carriers and he, volunteered to go drive armored personnel carriers because he's like, they can't use those in the jungle. Yeah. So he did that for like a year and then they came and he was in Fort Seal, Oklahoma and they came up and lined everybody up one day and said, you, you, you and you grab your gear. And they went and grabbed their gear and they were off headed to training the next day to go to, uh, to go to Vietnam. So it's a, it's a Vietnam war, especially for our generation. Yeah. It's key because those are the, those are the fathers and the uncles and grandfathers of people that served in that war oh, and yeah. didn't serve. Yeah. You like know, dad, and it, it my, ripped the country in half. Yeah. My dad got cl- declared, I think it was like one F or four F or whatever, because he tore up his ankle in a basketball game. Yeah. yeah. And so he wasn't allowed to serve and he got his draft card on his 18th birthday. Yeah. He said he went to the mailbox on his 18th birthday and his, his freaking draft cards in there in really? the mailbox. Yeah. Okay. Cause no. he was already graduated out of high school at that point in time. He's an August baby. And so he had already graduated at 17. And so on his 18th birthday, his, his draft card was in the well, mail. The Tim O'Brien <laughs> story is one. He's not, he, he believes the Vietnam War was wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, he loved every man that he served with. Oh God. Yeah. You know, and this, it's, uh, it's one of those difficult things. I saw, I was at a gas station the day and guy had a bumper sticker, uh, uh, Vietnam vet survivor of, uh, the Tet Offensive. Yeah. I'm like, that guy. Oh. But, I, you know, I'm not the kind of person I can't approach anybody and I don't think, he, I don't necessarily think that'd be appropriate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One, one say thank you. That's one thing, but the stories they have, I read a lot of books when I was a kid because a lot of books were coming out. Yeah. Um, about Vietnam. And it's just one of those things that, I mean, I had friends that would talk about when I was in elementary school. Yeah. My uncle got back from, he was in Vietnam and he's just, he doesn't, he's, he's something wrong with him. Yeah. Well, that, that's Thomas was totally fine, <clears throat> but certain things, certain things. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's the conversation for another time. Yeah. That's definitely another Yeah. Cause we're, another we're, we're almost at an hour and 15. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, uh, 
Audible.com, www.audible.com slash Nerdy Legion. Sign up, get your one month free and your one free book. What they carried? Is that what it was? The things they carried. The things they carried. Yeah. Uh, the things they carried. Of course, I'm going through the Dresden Files, so any one of those books right now would be amazing. I, I love that They're great series. reads. They those are. are. great listens. Oh, very much so. And he has some great lines. I was going to, I'm, I'm going to try to work something up that I can start playing like clips of books and stuff like That'd that. That'd be cool. <clears throat> So we're we're going to see. I got to try to figure out how to work that. I'm starting to make little clips of each book that I'll listen to. That's and neat. You got to show me how to do that too, because I'll I'll be listening and yeah. I'll be, oh, That's I want to write that down, but I don't. I can't because I'm arriving at how to oh, yeah. just like. You have to show me how to do yeah. it. I'll phone. show you in just a second. So, uh, with that being said, I'm David. I'm Michael. Two BT signing off. Adios. Adios. Yeah. <laughs> That wasn't terrible. That was pathetic. Boom. Nerdy Legion. Nerdylegion.com.